Welcome to Inside the Wooniverse, Woo Squared. That's a little bit of woo times two. In these shorter episodes, you're going to hear more of me, like an audio journal, on universal topics like abundance, resilience, working with the moon, manifestation, meditation, and much, much more. Inside the Hey, everybody, it's Colette Baron-Reed and my executive producer, Connie Deletti, and we are here with Woo Squared, another episode of us talking about, well, I don't know yet because Connie <laughs> hasn't told me. So, Woo, a big surprise. <laughs> so, Connie, what is the subject that we're supposed to riff on today? Well, today we are going to continue our discussion in Spirit of Your Business, which is under the umbrella. I just want to share this for any new listeners that Spirit of Your Business is an umbrella that will include fireside chats with Colette and a new podcast series we have coming out this fall, uh, basically about the spirit of your business and spirituality. I'm very excited to talk about this and I'm super excited also of our guest list for Spirit of Your Business podcast series coming up. And and of course, the Fireside Chats, which are um, my new course upcoming based on all the people who have asked for my advice around entrepreneurship. Yes. So yay us. Yay us and yay to some people who wanted to be the early bird to catch the worm. Some people have actually sent in some questions that they were hoping oh, fantastic. you could address. So we're, we're going to start with one of those. Let's do it. So the question is, call it, how do you deal with imposter syndrome? I feel like I've never been, quote, good enough. Who am I to claim I'm spiritual enough to teach another? Can you help? Yeah. So when she actually said spiritual enough to teach another. So I'm going to make an assumption on that question that she's talking about a spiritual type of business or or that incorporates spirituality. And we're really addressing all kinds of businesses. Like you could be listening to this and sell pencils. So we take a spiritual approach to business, but we don't necessarily focus strictly on spiritual type of businesses. So I want to make sure that's clear for all the listeners so you don't tune out because I have something interesting to say. (laughs) So tune in. (laughs) Yeah. So imposter syndrome is kind of interesting. And uh, I've suffered from the not enough off and on for my whole life because I, you know, I mean, it was just the way I was raised that if I didn't get straight A's, I'd get in trouble, that kind of thing. And my parents were really focusing on academia, which is, you know, hard work will get you the the results. And, and there was a lot of competitiveness around, you know, being the best, that kind of thing. But over time, I recognized that I was not the only person on the game board. So when I was worried that I that I wasn't enough or didn't know enough, et cetera, I was really forgetting that I had a partner in the universe, right? That I also had a partner in a higher self and in spirit and that I was only able to do what I had learned about life and my life experience and everything that I am up until the point where I was opening my mouth, for example. I mean, if I could address this in terms of when I've made speeches, for example, and I'd got up there and I didn't know who was talking because my mouth would move and all of a sudden this incredible stuff would come out of my mouth and I'd be like, whoa, I didn't know I knew that. And it was because I had surrendered before I opened my mouth to spirit. And I don't always do that. And I notice that when I don't do that, it's not as good. So I'm realizing that I'm always in awareness that I have a partner in my business, in my work, in my teaching, in my creations, because I'm also an artist, right? Anytime I step forward into something, I ignite 
and really activate the remembrance of the awareness that I have a partner. So I'm not there by myself. And when I surrender, you know, like there's a beautiful, uh, it's a, it's a little poem that I heard when I think I was in nursery school. And you might know it because your, your child is really young when they say, God be in my mouth and in my speaking. You know, God be in my eyes and in my seeing. God mm. be in my mouth and in my speaking. Yeah. Right? So it's that idea that mm. I will be used in service on behalf of the divine. And then the onus of being then you're, how are you an imposter when you're yeah. actually in service? So you're basically taking, you know, you're taking your cues and your intuition, your intuitive hits, because really imposter syndrome is about an ego. It's the things that we've been conditioned to see ourselves as, you know, let's say, for example, you were conditioned to believe that you weren't good enough because of your social standing or because of your education or because of your sex or because of your race or because of a gazillion other reasons. Like we can list them all and tick, 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 tick. You know, that becomes our view of ourselves. We can't help that. That's what we learn. Our environment gives us cues, our families, our culture. We all come to the table with a bit of imposter syndrome because we want to be something that we think we're not. But the truth is, is we're all, we are born worthy. I love the work of Matthew Fox, for example. He talks about born blessed. You know, that we are born, not born in sin. We are born in blessing. And that the word <laughs> sin means that we miss the mark mm, that we are born in blessing. Beautiful. That we are mm -hmm. actually born blessed. Mm -hmm. I was fascinating. I mean, he has this really, really interesting take, creationism, uh, Christianity. I really, really, that really helped me when I was struggling with, you know, who am I to, you know, I don't have a degree. When I got to Hay House, I told Reed Tracy, the president of Hay House, I need to finish my degree. Mm. Like I didn't, you know, I have a background in Jungian psychology, but I never actually finished the mm -hmm. degree. And he's like, no, you don't need to finish your degree. Like you can still have a book deal. I'm like, but, 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 right. What if I don't have it? What if I have no, mm -hmm. no I, original ideas? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't expect you to have an original idea. Just an original way of saying the same thing everybody else is mm -hmm. saying, because everybody else is thinking they have original ideas mm -hmm. when they're not. <laughs> right. Which directly so, answers that second part. Who am I to teach? Right. I mean, you know, who are you not to teach in your unique way? Exactly. Yeah. In your unique way. That doesn't mm. need to be perfect. The only thing that I will say, though, that could be a little controversial mm -hmm. for some people, and I'd love to hear some of the um, people who are listening, what your opinions are about this. But, you know, craft is, has, the, the idea that somebody really hones their craft over time um, has mm -hmm. been really kind of, it feels to me anyway, a little bit thrown away that anybody calls themselves an expert. And there used to be a saying that if you have to put 10,000 hours into <laughs> yeah, something to right. call yourself yeah. an expert. And a lot of people mm -hmm. don't put those 10,000 hours in. They just decide to call themselves an expert. And I do think that there is a level of commitment to your craft commitment to your own personal growth and learning, commitment to your education so that you're always bettering yourself. You, if you are going to be called to teach others, then you better do your homework. That's how I feel. So for me, if I've done my work and I'm continuing to work on myself and to learn as much as I can, I my filter is clean and I can offer what I can. But, you know, sometimes there's a sense of like, I think the world feels like it's trying to make it like, it's like building the plane as it's flying. right? And also, you know, on the seat of your pants, mm. like going out there and going, Hey, I could teach you how to be a unicorn. Like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think sometimes imposter syndrome could be a good thing. 
Like, right? Like maybe I don't know enough. Should I read more? So sometimes that can be actually a really good thing if you struggle with imposter mm -hmm. syndrome, that maybe it is a call that, well, do you feel that you might want to continue your education while you are teaching? So mm -hmm. I think it's a very nuanced, complicated mm -hmm conversation that there is no one answer to it. Right. It's like a call for self-awareness of some level to look at yourself and say, where are you at? Where am I at? Exactly. And, at? and worthiness, right? That Where does that come mm. from? It's a sense of unworthiness. Yeah. Like, and again, can we, can we acknowledge that we are not here alone, mm. that we have a partner? It's invisible, but it's there. And if we rely on that and we ask for help and guidance, you know, that we do the right thing, that we do no harm, that we are in some way that conduit. And if we do, then we know that that we're still willing to change and make amends and do whatever it takes to better whatever it is that we're offering. And, um, you know, but ultimately life is a journey of personal transformation, like it or not. So, you know, the imposter syndrome, I think, is an important one to address mm -hmm. um, as well as it's also an excuse, I think, sometimes for not taking the risk mm -hmm. to start something like, oh, who am I? Well, who are you not? Yeah. If you're called to it. You know, and um, what I'm hearing from you is that it's a personal journey to discern what the imposter is telling you uh, and where they're coming from, fear or yeah. like you said, a lack of some one other little nugget that needs to be in place before moving forward. I like the fear thing because it is basically blanket fear, mm. you know, like, oh, who am I to do mm -hmm. it? Well, that's also ego based. It's like the who, who, where did I read this where we talk about uh, pride in reverse? You know, there's pride. When pride is run mm -hmm. amok, like self-will run riot, then the opposite of that is that low self-worth yeah. where we don't actually make a, a choice. But somewhere in the middle, that imposter syndrome can come up for anybody. And uh, mm -hmm. and like, you can just say, listen, I, I know as much as I know, and this is what I'm willing to impart, and this is what I'm genuinely capable of imparting. But the other part of that is if we don't just rely on our memory and we don't just rely on our conditioning and we don't just rely on the things that we know already and we open ourselves up to other potentials that could land on us when we need it in a moment of inspiration and an epiphany, well then, this whole conversation changes, doesn't it? Woo Squared is a production of Universal Network Studios. A special thanks to our recording engineer, Chris Dupuis, content editor, Julie Fink, and audio post-production, Lonnie Carmichael. Original theme music by Jerry Mosby. If you love what you heard here today and you want to keep up to date on episode releases, prize giveaways, and so much more, sign up for our newsletter at itwpodcast.com forward slash newsletter. Thank you again for listening. And we hope you join us next time for another episode of Inside the Wooniverse, a podcast brought to you from the corner of Fringe and Maine. Inside the Wooniverse.